Recorded live. Welcome to the Five Minute Major. It is I, Nick, in New York. Uh, with me is the full Five Minute Major crew for the day, and we are here to recap the Western Conference semifinal first game, 4-3 victory by Chicago to take a 1-0 series lead over the Minnesota Wild. That full crew entails doubles. Doubles, good morning. Morning. Uh, Mike Berg. Mike, how are you this morning? Just fantastic. It's a beautiful day. And Jared Mason, I'm going to talk slow and quiet for you. How are you today, Jared? <laughs> Someone answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the the uh, preconditioning conditions uh, in a, in, after the, we talk about the game. But first, let's get into that game. As I said, 4-3 victory by Chicago. Uh, they get the uh, the softy goal from the from the by Tara Vinen from the wall. At the inside a minute left to go in the second period to take the 4-0, 4-3 lead, which held up. Uh, it was sort of two games within a game, and let's talk about that now. Um, as we know, the, the Blackhawks came out strong. The Wild came off a little soft. Blackhawks get out to the 3-0 first period lead. Um, let's go Mike Berg. What, you know, what are your thoughts? Was this uh, just... Wild not ramping back up, was it less experience? Was it uh, better coaching on behalf of Q? Or What do you attribute to the Blackhawks coming out stronger than the Wild did at the start of the game? I think it was just they were ready, and I think the Wild were, were kind of – I think the Wild were kind of expecting it to be not a hard game. I, I don't think – I think the Wild maybe were probably just a little bit too high on themselves – probably didn't take the Blackhawks seriously enough. Um, and, and, you know, two minutes in, I mean, that's, I mean, look, that can happen to a lot of guys. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to happen, <laughs> you know, at some point. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I think the Blackhawks are just ready to, ready for the, ready to play the game. They're ready to come out and play hard. And I think they just kind of surprised the wild last night. Uh, doubles, if that's true, and I don't have a reason to believe it's not true, but that would be why can't this wild team better deal with positive, you know, sort of reinforcement? I mean, that'd be that's twice now. That would be twice now in this playoffs where they've suffered from, you know, um, reading their press clippings a little bit too much. And one of the one of the reasons why everybody seems to think the wild could have more success against Chicago this series and then the last two series we've faced them uh, is that they're you know a stronger, more mature team, et cetera. But but that theory of Mike's would belie that. So what's behind that, do you think? Well, I think the the main thing that we saw last night uh, in contrast to round one was, you know, last night Chicago showed they have so many offensive weapons that, you know, you can't make a mistake or it's going to end up in your net. Um, You know, really in round one, Tarasenko was really the only real consistent threat that St. Louis posed against the Wild. And, I mean, last night we saw, you know, and actually, you know, names that would not jump out at you hurt the Wild last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saad, mm-hmm. Marcus Kruger, mm-hmm. and Tuvo, Tuvo Turbo Lover, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Tivo. It, Tivo. <laughs> Tebow Turbo. So I, you know, you know, it was again round one. It was Tarasenko, and you know maybe Steen making a play. Otherwise, 
you got Ott fumbling a breakaway off the sideboards. And now it's, you know, again, guys like Saad, Kruger, uh, Turbo, they just, I, I think Wild kind of found out last night that, yeah, you know, Kane and Taves kind of make that team go, but there's a lot more weapons that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, the Chicago is not St. Louis, and that's to Chicago's favor. Uh, agree. Mason, um, okay, so if, again, I was, we're just going to keep building. If that's the case, and I really do believe that's the case, um, is it too much to ask to have to play, uh, you know, mistake-free hockey, virtually mistake-free hockey? If, you, if, 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 if we're concerned that Chicago, Chicago's demonstrated capability against us is that you know, any mistake it ends up in the back of our net, uh, that leads to think, does that lead to a mentality of, well, we can't make any mistakes, and is that too much to ask? No, not at all. This is the second round of the playoffs. This is, um, a, you know, a known, a known threat in Chicago, and, and it, it shouldn't surprise anybody that w- the, how potent their offense is. You, you can't make mistakes like that. And, and I don't think it's too much to ask of a, of any team, let alone this team, that, that has shown that they can play mistake-free hockey. Um, so, um, no, I don't. I think that's a great question, but uh, Hazel's trying to get in on this action too. So, apologies. <laughs> but no, I I think that's it's it, it's the mentality that they have to um, have to have. Um, yeah. So, I think they can do it. Um, obviously, they showed that. That even that even the that kind of shithole that they they climbed into in the first period, uh, that they can they have the skills and the the ability to to come back. Um, and I I hope that scared Chicago. I hope that scared. Um, I hope that scared Chicago and gave them the confidence that they they will need because they're most likely going to find themselves in a similar situation again in this series. And hopefully they can crawl back out. Yeah, I um. I'm willing to give Dubnik the first period. I thought that he actually played okay, except for, you know, granted he gave up three goals, but I think those three goals were as much on the defense as, as him. You could argue maybe the first one he should have had, but the second and third were really breakdowns all over the place in front of him. However, that fourth goal he needs to have, and he says that he didn't see it until the last second, uh, and I accept that, but um, but that you, you, we cannot be allowing allowing – shots from 50-plus feet out against the wall uh, that were otherwise not, not... It didn't look like he was too screened. Um, uh, Mike, uh, how's your confidence level in Doobie at this point? And, um, do, and more importantly, uh, if, if, it's, if, he had, if we're going to say that he had a bad game or allowed a bad goal that lost the game, um, how's your confidence level that he'll be able to reach down and uh, find something for game two like he did with game five in the St. Louis series? Well, I think we lost Mike, so we're going to turn that one to doubles. Um, I feel good about Doobie bouncing back, um, and that is solely based on his response between game, between games four and five against St. Louis. Um, he he knows better than anybody that he should have had that fourth goal, and that was really a backbreaker when you factor in that the wild had came all the way back from three rip to tie it. And, you know, as the cliche goes, a goal in the, 
last minute or the first minute of any period is a huge momentum swinger. Um, yeah, and again, Doobie will be the first one to tell you that he should have made that save. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. But yeah, I I think he's going to bounce back. He he does that. Um, you know, he he's going to you know. All but the most elite goalies are going to shit the bed every now and then, and you know it's how they react that's really going to set them apart. Um, and I think Dubie has shown that he can that he can react positively and come back, in you know after a bad game. Yeah. All right. So doubles. Uh, then um, do we do we learn anything last night new about what it's going to take against Chicago, or was this just another of the similar lessons that we've learned in the past? I don't think it was anything new, but I think it just right away up front was kind of the reminder that, okay, this is, you know, we're not in a series where we're going to, and we have to worry about, you know, banging in corners and, you know, banging along the wall. This is going to be a fast, game that's going to come down to skill level and Chicago has a considerably higher level of that than what St. Louis brought in round one. So yeah, there, there was there was no foreplay last night. It was just immediate <laughs> immediate pressure. <laughs> no dinner, no movie, just right to no. <laughs> it's right to the fucking okay. Um <laughs> Mason, Mason, the last question on the game, then we'll uh, switch topics here. But um, Mason, um, you know the, the the old adage is you're never in trouble in a playoff series until you lose at home. We have not lost at home yet because we've not played at home yet. Um, that being said, uh, you, you know, would are we in trouble? No, I, I don't think so at all. I think you know, like you asked, if if we learned anything about Chicago last night, I think we learned more about Minnesota last night. Um, just to off the top of my hungover head, I don't remember uh, coming back in from in a similar fashion in the St. Louis series that that they did last night. I think I think we were all pretty pleasantly shocked that they they were able to do that um, against you know what many consider to be a better team in Chicago. Um, I think. I think uh, a lot of the reason why why we were able to come back are, are those things that we talked about that that could be Chicago's weaknesses, and I think it's great that we were able to expose those weaknesses um, so early in the series. You know, so it's something that you know they can concentrate on. I mean, those are some boneheaded plays by those those top defenders, especially on our first goal. Um, yeah. So it's I think it's I think it's. I, I'm not worried at all. I, I, I think, you know, those those are repeatable, um, you know, um, agenda items for them to be able to do. They 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 can they can totally do that. Uh, hopefully, they don't have to do it in a in a three zero kind of uh, fashion again. But um, no, I'm I'm pretty confident going forward. Um, I think the I think we'll give them a whole lot of trouble at home to to answer your other question or to address your a, a dodge there. Um, so. <laughs> If we can, if we can steal the next one in Chicago and and, and sort of find ourselves in the situation we we uh, got ourselves in in St. Louis, where kind of split each home series, um, I, th- I think we're, we'll be in good shape. All right. Have real quick question: Was last series the first time the Wild won Game One in the, in a playoff series? Yeah, I think no. it was only the first or second time. And 
you know, how many times have they lost the first game of a, a series and then won the won the series? Uh, not many, because only they've only won yeah. four series all time. Yeah, three three series all time. So, but yeah, but the other three <laughs> are, are the yeah. The other three, yeah. Po- what I'm saying is, it's possible to lose the first one and and then go on to win the series. For sure, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So now, I mean that that that's why that's why I yeah I'm I'm not all that concerned right now. I don't relish that prospect if we go down on two though. Nope, totally. <laughs> no, that's, that's a, no, that's a different that's a different podcast. But uh, but nonetheless, um, all right. So there is absolutely no fair play in that podcast if that happens. <laughs> Just jump right in and spread them. Okay, so uh, Mason mentioned that he was a little fuzzy this morning. Uh, since you volunteered that, why don't you why don't you explain to the people why that is, Mason? Uh, the uh, the amazing event last night at Mason's Bar, no relation, um, in in, in DT Mapolis was uh, fantastic. The, um, an event thrown by our, our, our benefactors at um, Mincentric, and and um, um, it was it was great. I, I was very very um, pleasantly surprised to see how many people were there, and I think especially early on, um, they were intentionally there. <laughs> Not just walk in and, and see a bunch of people watching a wild game and then join them. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, some of the pictures that I saw and took myself, uh, um, certainly over 60 people probably at the high water mark and everyone all there for the same reason. It's the best way to, uh, to watch any any game. So, um, and yeah, yeah. So the drinks they were flowing too. So. Hence, hence my uh, back to sounding like George Takei this morning. Oh nice. my. Uh, Mike, you were there too, right? Yeah, it, it, it was great. Um, you know, I, I met some, some really nice Wild fans, even a couple of lovely Jets fans that uh, wandered in. Um, let's, not, let's not get into how that happened, you know, how they got through past security. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice. Um, you know, I, like I said, you know, we were able to – you know, I just go up and talk to a group of group of fans, and hey, what do you think of the team so far? And you know, what do you think of the game? And you know, it was it was a lot of positive positive uh, vibrations. You know, the Wild were were down by a couple goals, and you know, one table was like, yeah, it's early in the game; they can come back. Um, you know, that that's you know, it, it's unusual for Minnesotans to to believe that about our team. Uh, so that was nice to see, and I think it shows uh, how how our team is growing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you haven't lived until you've received a table full of what the fuck looks when you walk up to them with a plate of lemon bars <laughs> <laughs> in public, and people people just they have no idea what to think, and they're like, I don't know, you're a strange man. I'm not going to take this unwrapped food in your prison. They would have said but that. Some anyway. people still did, but they still how, did. How? So we're passing lemon bars. Uh, how were they? They were delicious. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, the uh, lemon bar shots were also just as delicious. Now, what went into the, what was the recipe in the lemon bar shots? Three olives, vodka, and then um, it was it a uh, it must have been a lemon liqueur that I'm uh, blanking on the name. Cool. They were really good. 
so so that's the wildextra.com's uh, uh, viewing party at uh, Mason's Bar last night. Sounds like it was a good turnout, a good time was had by all, uh, the outcome of the game notwithstanding. And um, um, we've done a couple of these types of events over the season, have we not? Yep. Yeah, um, so, the, last, the last one, well, at least was, let's see. There's a ton of people that showed up to Tom Reed's um, couple months ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Cool. Well, um, hopefully, well, if we, if uh, in the event that we have Wild Extra hosts another one of these events, you will definitely hear about it plenty, but definitely check wildextra.com for all that information and keep on checking uh, as that information may be released uh, in advance of, next, of uh, future games. Um, so uh, uh, wrapping up, final thoughts, doubles you first. I think the Wild are going to bounce back. I think Doobie's going to bounce back. Um, collectively, I really feel them, uh, really sense them reaching down and coming up with a fairly sizable handful to uh, give a tug to, <laughs> and they're going to respond with a game two victory. Okay. Tug reference. Um, Mike Berg, final thought. It's early in the series. There's a lot of there's a lot of hockey yet to play in this series. I am not worried yet. Not worried yet. All right, Jared Mason. Final thought. Uh, yeah, just echoing that that there's no reason to worry at this point. In fact, if anything, there's only reason to to be um, confident about going forward. All right. Hazel agrees. I, I will add that. Uh, we could be in a lot worse shape than um, uh, Ryan Suter and Evan Dubnik feeling like they may need to sort of redeem themselves a little bit uh, going into game two. And my final, final thought is that I actually liked Stewart's game in parts last night. Uh, there's, uh, he seemed to be more engaged. He was skating. He created a couple of chances. They had a couple of good uh, four-checking lines when he was teamed up with on line with Brodziak. So um, that would be a huge boon to get some additional secondary scoring from the likes of Big 44. So something to keep an eye on as we head into Game 2. All right, gentlemen, for Mike Berg, uh, Doubles, and Jared Mason, this is Nick in New York. Thank you for listening to the 5-Minute Major, and we'll be back with you soon.